from the very early stages, I was like pushing online, like virtual analysis and stuff like that and uh, digital products. So I created a MVP, so to speak, a minimal viable product of this kicking guide. And yeah, people were actually showing a lot of interest in it. And then I was like, okay, well, let's build this out. I think I was charging like five bucks for like, you know, this PDF. And then over the course of a year, I built it out to like a hundred dollar product and people absolutely love it. So yeah, that's, my mind's always been like that. Like, yeah, knowing that there's only a certain amount of hours in the day where someone can come see you in person, you know, after work, after school. So trying to create passive income was definitely something I did from the start. G'day guys, coming up on the show today is Josh Groudon. Josh is the founder of The Kicking Consultant, a company that helps Australian rules and American football players improve their kicking. Lots to look out for in this app, including Josh's journey from an AFL player at the GWS Giants to be a college punter at LSU, how he's built his coaching business from the ground up and an insight into the specifics that go into perfecting your kicking style. It's fair to say Rubes and I would have really benefited from this back in the day. Let's go. I started volunteering. It's all about who you know in sport. Am I going to be calling the last 10 seconds of the grand final? You can connect with the interviewer. The hand goes up when they've got to make a decision. Having a network is one of the most important things you can do. I didn't necessarily follow my passion. I followed my curiosity. Once you've worked in sport, there's no going back. And then lo and behold, before I left, I got offered two. Hello and welcome to the Sports Grad Podcast, the ultimate guide to make it in the sports industry. I'm Ryan Walker and joining me is the grad consultant, Ruben Williams. We are two mates who met at Cricket Australia and each week we learn how people made it in the sports industry, tease out their career decisions, their work habits, skills and everything they do that makes them great. Also, you can learn how you get in, get promoted and get thriving in the sports industry. Rubes. The grad consultant. Do you mind that? Yeah, I don't mind that. That's that's how this all started, to yeah. be honest. It all, it all began with a small group sessions in the Deakin University Library, coaching students on how to write their resume, etc. So, yeah, yeah it's, that's very, it goes back to the roots. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It goes right back. It's kind of like 2017 vibes. Yeah, very much so. Jeez, very that, much that's so. That's scary. It's a long time ago. Hey, um... <laughs> kicking consultant we've, mm. we've wanted to get josh on for a while great guy we love his content online mm. um we said in the episode that my god we could have used this back in the day like i reckon mm. maybe I, I might have got somewhere with my footy if if josh was around i know when i was coming through i might have made a better transition from soccer into aussie <laughs> rules football but um yeah, yeah no i could definitely use it i know uh uh, taking the kickouts always just used to get me super, super nervous because you're right on display, yeah. and uh, my kicking wouldn't wouldn't hit the target all the time. So you'd usually cop a spray from the coach if you got that wrong. I used to look look for the opportunity to do the kickouts because one, you get another kick, mm. like just helps your stat line, mm. and uh, two, it's like I would never ever do anything risky. Just bomb it long every time. Yeah, I'm too scared, <laughs> too scared to kick into the pocket in case I kick it out of the bounds on the full. Yep. Um, but no, this is a really good episode. Like as I said, we've wanted to get him on for a while, so it's uh, it's fantastic to to speak to Josh. Mm. Also, the countdown's on. Yep. Uh, we're not too far away. It, uh, is it under a month? Yeah, under, under a month. Holy. Under a holy. month, and then I'm um, I'm off overseas. So uh, Josh is actually a great example of uh, someone like-minded to me he's trying to do this remotely so mm. um those people might enjoying might enjoy hearing josh's vision but um yes 
Less than a month to go and then uh, I'll be back online. <laughs> it's scary times at HQ. Um, I, if anyone wants to be my friend, you're welcome to come to the Commons anytime. Um, but, yeah, it's a scary, scary setup. Uh, but, no, it's very exciting also. Um, all right, let's get cracking. Uh, if you don't already, follow us on LinkedIn. If you want to connect with us and hundreds of others working in the sports industry, become a member of the Sports Grid community. Rude, speaking of our community, what's been happening at the moment? Well, this has been one of the great weeks in the sports grad community of all time because the FIFA Women's World Cup have just announced mm. who is going to be a volunteer and who's not going to be a volunteer. And our wins channel has just been popping off yeah. all day for the last couple of days. So everyone from what, Rishab's in there, V's in there, Fuchwang, Sid, Billy, Julio, Daniel, I could go on. All these people are just posting their screenshots yeah. of the email that they've got from the FIFA Women's World Cup saying you're in, which is amazing. Like imagine yep. starting a career with a volunteer position at the FIFA Women's World Cup. It doesn't really get bigger than that. The logo looks good on your, on your LinkedIn as well, doesn't it? Yeah, imagine that. First experience on your resume, FIFA Women's World Cup. How so good. good. Um, it's also meetup month. We've got a couple of meetups coming up at the end of May, which is fantastic. So keep an eye out for them. Make sure you get along. Panel, food, drink, the whole lot. It's going to be amazing again. So uh, they're back, which uh, is always a great time. It is. It is. Awesome. Uh, and on that note, if you want to stay up to date with everything that we do, all the meetups, all the events, all the po uh, podcasts and everything, make sure you subscribe to the newsletter, sportsgrad.com.au forward slash newsletter is where you can get all that info and you'll never miss out on anything that's coming your way. Brilliant. Great newsletter as well. Can, uh, can vouch for it. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Let's get cracking. Enjoy this chat with Josh Groudon. Aiming for a future in sport? Be ready to transform the industry. Study with Deakin and be prepared to redefine what it means to work in sport. Deakin's School of Exercise and Nutrition Science is ranked number one in the world. So if you want to turn your passion for sport into an impactful career, get ready to push the limits of exercise and sports science, sports coaching, sport development, sports management, nutrition science, physical education and more. Apply now to study at Deakin in 2023. Josh, welcome to the Sports Grab Podcast. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. Josh, it's great to be crossing to you in the great state of uh, South Australia. You guys have just had gather round and uh, I believe you went to a couple of games and were amongst the city. What was that like for the first gather round to be a part of it? Yeah, it was uh, really awesome. Uh, I think... Uh, it went really well. I got to go to, yeah, the Thursday night game with the Crows and then finished it off on Sunday afternoon with the Giants game. So, um, yeah, it was just really cool to see the town up and about. Bit of rain across the weekend, which probably didn't help, but um, no, it looked like from everything I saw, it looked pretty good, it looked pretty successful. And not only did it bring in footy fans, but I saw uh, a couple of Australian cricketers were in town. You got to catch up with your old teammate, Alex Carey, I believe. I saw some stuff on social media around that. Yeah, yeah. So Keza, uh turns out he doesn't live too far away from me. So uh, when he's back in the country, um, yeah. So I was just by chance just happened to bump into him at the cafe and had a coffee with him. So yeah, it was pretty cool. That would be pretty cool just walking down the street and bumping into, you know, the Australian keeper. Yeah. Well, that, that was the thing. I was yeah. like, that's Keza. Like, oh, like, I haven't seen him since we're at the Giants. And I was like, as I'm like sitting down and like, you know, people look, I'm like, yeah, this is like, a test cricketer. 
OGGWS, mate. So, so you can, you can yeah. claim that forever. Mm. Um, yeah, Josh, we usually start our podcast with some quick fire questions to, uh, to let us, I guess, get to know you a little better. So I'll, uh, I'll kick start it and we can, uh, we can go from there. First question we've got for you is what was your first ever job? Ah, um, apart from helping my dad on the farm, it was probably uh, working with builders, just being a builder's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what did you study at university? I studied uh, human movement, at, like essentially, this is over in America, they call it kinesiology, and then my master's in high-performance sport. Nice. What was your favourite sporting moment? Uh LSU versus Auburn, 2017 and 2018, two games we played against them. And both we beat them like in the dying minutes, um, had mates there at the games. And uh, yeah, that was some pretty epic wins in front of like 100,000 oh. diehard LSU fans. Niche, but but sounds incredible. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apart from that, maybe like I uh, went to the drawn <laughs> AFL grand final Um as a spectator, that was a pretty cool one. But yeah, definitely though that the, the college football, like if you if you're familiar with it, you probably understand. But if not, yeah, it's crazy. Mm. And uh, what's one book or podcast that has helped you with uh, your business? Uh, the one on a podcast I'm listening to religiously, like almost refreshing the podcast, waiting for it <laughs> to come out, <laughs> is the Art of Online Business. Um, he's an American fella, Rick Mulready, um, and it just seems like everything he says just relates. So. That's been great. Um, a book that really helped me was uh, Robert Kiyosaki's The Cash Flow Quadrant. Um, that kind of, yeah, it was recommended to me and that kind of when I first started doing this and that really, yeah, it's kind of been my, my North Star, mm. uh, so to speak. Nice. I love it. Is there any particular episode from that podcast that you've listened to multiple times? Um, no, nah, not really. Um, but... They're all just, they all just are so good. Like, yeah, I don't know, for me anyway, like mm. personally, like it's, yeah, it's, they're pretty, pretty cool. Great. Last question. If you had 30 minutes to pick someone's brain, who would that be? Tom Brady. <laughs> Love it. That, what would you want to ask him? Oh, everything. <laughs> yeah. Just like all the success he's had. Um, then, yeah, the business kind of brands that he's worked with and or his own brand that he's building the brady brand and yeah giselle all that <laughs> <laughs> give it a lowdown on everything yeah yeah nice awesome well josh let's go right back because we're really keen to understand how you got to the point where you're now running a business the kicking consultant so um walk us through what what sort of things have led up to this point in time that you've been through in terms of work playing footy study the rest of it yeah how far back do we want to go like <laughs> where wherever you think is appropriate <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so obviously I, I played um footy as a kid um built up through the ranks and ended up getting selected into the ais squad and then from that into the Giants um, as a pre-draft 17-year-old. Then was on the list for three years, broke my leg, had two hip surgeries, so spent a lot of time on the sidelines not actually playing. Um, played a couple of preseason games but didn't end up playing a game in the AFL. Got delisted, thought like world had ended, like what am I going to do? Um, the plan was to come back to South Australia, play SNFL, study and try like in, in that year, try and get 
um, drafted again or picked up again or whatever. And then if that didn't work out, I was going to go transfer like university to overseas in America, um, like an exchange. And then my mate who got delisted from the Crows, he told me about this tryout with Pro Kick Australia to become a punter for American football to go to college. And I was like, that seems so much more enjoyable. And that is exactly what I want to do. Um, then go back and play SNFL footy. So yeah, just kind of <laughs> middle of preseason, just finished the most grueling three day S- um, star force camp. And then was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to do this punting. So yeah, like I tried out and like got the all clear to kind of, I was eligible and I was good enough to have the potential to do it. So yeah, moved to Melbourne, did pro kick Australia with Nathan Chapman for a year, got a scholarship to, Louisiana State University, which is one of the biggest colleges in America. Played there for four years, got my degree in sports science, transferred um, to West Virginia University to start my master's and finish out my last year. And then that was just before COVID happened. Uh, so was going to try and go play in the Canadian Football League, like the next level. Um, NFL was probably not going to be for me. Um, and then, yeah, came back to Australia Again, that point, what the heck am I going to do with my life? Um, but so, yeah, I was like, well, I'll just go back to, to study, finish off my master's. So I transferred my across to UTS, University of Technology Sydney, just did that online. Um, then got asked to coach the punters here in Adelaide. So because of COVID, the, all the punters in Pro Kick Australia who were in Melbourne had to spread out back to their home states, you know, don't know what's going on, let's go back home. So I got asked by Nathan to coach them was loving it then was getting interest um, from people to improve their footy um, like you know oh you know how to teach punting and kick further on kick further for footy started doing that and then probably the crux was when I started posting videos on TikTok and that just really kind of the engagement was crazy people were um, emailing me this and that and I yeah kind of it just has gone from there nice amazing that um that, that TikTok switch like was that like a bit of a, a sliding door moment I guess like because it, it seemed like it just kind of kicked off from there once you know everyone was lo- locked inside and, um, and had the time to, to look at it all. <laughs> yeah, well, this was probably oh, I don't know what year was it? This is only in twenty. It was twenty twenty one. Um, like uh, maybe like around this time, yeah, like two years ago, honestly. Um, yeah, like seriously. So, um. It was definitely because I went from posting punting footage and that wasn't getting many views. And then when I posted like one video of me kicking like torps from, you know, drop punts from 50, torps from 60, or whatever, <laughs> that got like 100,000 views. And uh, yeah, I was like, oh, of course, like this, all my footage is going to Aussie viewers and they don't care about punting they care about footy. So um, yeah, it was like, looking back, it's like, of course, like, why wouldn't I have done that? Like, but at the time you don't like, like I said, I was still studying, didn't really know, knew the field that I wanted to be in, but didn't know I could specifically be, become a kicking coach. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And so, so what led to you going into it full time? Um, uh, getting knocked back from three different jobs was definitely a catalyst. So I, I knew at the time, like I needed to make money <laughs> this was you know posting videos on tiktok doesn't make you money um so i applied for yeah a role as a fitness instructor at the uni sa 
uh, role with Port Adelaide as a sports science assistant, and then a role with Lumen Sports um, as an account coordinator. And yeah, after that final application where they were literally like, we want you to apply for this role and I didn't get it. I was like, okay, I'm going all in on my business. It's, it's what I wanted to do anyway. Like um, I've never felt like when I was applying for those roles that it felt right. I've never really wanted to work for anyone else. Um, so yeah, it was, I guess, a blessing to get, you know, knocked back from those jobs and yeah, definitely a sign for me like, yeah, we're going all in on this. So Mm. And when, when you when you went all in, what what sort of things were you offering at the time? Was it just coaching, or did you have other different things you were selling too? Yeah, so I was coaching in person, but I knew that that was never the end goal. Like you can't scale that. Um, so I, from the very early stages, I was like pushing online, like virtual analysis and stuff like that, and uh, digital products. So I created a MVP, so to speak, a minimal viable product of this kicking guide. And yeah, people were actually showing a lot of interest in it. And then I was like, okay, well, let's build this out. I think I was charging like five bucks for like, you know, this PDF. And then uh, over the course of a year, I built it out to like a hundred dollar product and people absolutely love it. So um, yeah, that's, my mind's always been like that. Like, yeah, knowing that there's only a certain amount of hours in the day where someone can come see you in person, you know, after work, after school. And then after that, like, that's it. So trying to create passive income was definitely something I did from the start. Mm. So that, that virtual analysis, would people send in a video of them kicking and then you would film yourself recording feedback and send it back to them? How did that work? Yeah, it was just like this, like a one-on-one Zoom call. I'd pull up the um, video that sent me, often get them sent like, five to 10 videos and we just go through it um, a bit of a, it's a weird concept for Aussies, I think to grasp, but as an American footballer, like you do film analysis on every kick essentially. So uh, I'm looking forward for that time when Aussies start to actually film themselves because a lot of them actually have never seen themselves kick before. Mm. And that's one of those crucial things, like seeing that, that visual feedback of yourself, like, Oh, I, that's how I kick. Like I, I don't, I don't kick it like you know an elite AFL footballer. Fancy that. And then, <laughs> um, so yeah. But you know, it's just one of the things. It might take time. Um, I think you're asking, starting to see it more and more. And then, but yeah, like I've been coaching pro athletes, pro punters in America and Canada, and like getting great results through virtual analysis and stuff like that. But yeah, so I don't, I don't push it hard. I'm just, you know, it, it's there for people if they want it. Yeah. And when you first started, what, what were some of those, you know, small little teething issues that you get when you're first starting a business? Like, you know, when you tell that story, I, I think very similar story to what we're doing as well, sort of selling things pretty cheap at the start and obviously they, mm, they build in yeah. value. But were there some things that stood mm. out to you that was some, some real challenges to, to get it off the ground? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, uh, figuring out like what people would pay and like what your value is so definitely like undercharging like i remember yeah like for this online analysis like even in person stuff like a quarter of the price that you know i charge now and it's you know and then looking at people in similar industry like you look at pts who charge hundred dollars an hour or something like that and it's just like there's hundreds of pts and all you need is a cert three or whatever so mm. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, things like that. Um, definitely. Uh, there's so much we could we could probably spend the whole hour talking about the teething <laughs> problems. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably the biggest. Mm-hmm. And and what about like um, the the technology to go in and like set up your own sort of like online shop and online um, coaching business like were you aware of all the different sort of tools available out there beforehand or how, how did you I guess construct the online infrastructure of what you do yeah so I was doing an internship with the Paralympics and working closely with their table tennis player and uh, the skill acquisition coach Ross Pinder is like very quite educated his PhD level stuff and he got me onto this um, platform that's like he used for like um, when he was doing his PhD on cricket on batting and stuff and that's just kind of where I do like my one-on-one uh, zoom calls I use that and it's it's pretty cool like you can get quite in detailed with like tracking the motion and even your foot speed and stuff like that the pace the ball comes off your foot but I've kind of simplified it and now I just use it as to like just a way to slow-mo videos and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, just used my website, just searched for like a website that was cheap but also had like the options for doing like e-commerce, like digital product sales but also like booking services and stuff like that. So it's all just kind of been based around what that website had to offer, I guess. Mm. We're, we're on Squarespace and um... – we uh we shopped around a bit to try and find out right, what what do you use? There's so many different options out there at the moment. Sometimes we feel like we're starting to grow, outgrow Squarespace, and we're looking at things like Webflow. But then you got Shopify, which is pretty easy to use too. So there's it can be a bit confusing at the yeah. start because there's a lot of options out there. Definitely, I use Wix, and that's been pretty good. Um, I'm looking at maybe like uh, like Kajabi or Click, um, probably more towards Kajabi for like uh, membership type setup um but yeah we'll see mm. some of our sports grad members will be familiar with kajabi because we, we started on kajabi like we had all of our okay, community okay. in there and i think they, they sell themselves as like an all-in-one membership marketing tool like you, you can run your yeah. emails through there your crm your community platform digital courses the lot um yeah um so yeah, we we for what we were doing, it suited something else. But um, yeah, we've we've tried a lot of different things. It's kind of frustrating being like, oh, there's another thing that does this better. Do we go to that? Do we? Yeah. So, um, yeah, getting yeah. getting the tech right in doing all this is is so important. And can be so yeah. frustrating when you've never been there before. Oh, hundred percent. And I use Team Builder for my um, strength and conditioning programs and stuff. So like, that's a platform in of its own, and that's actually quite good. Like you can communicate through that and stuff and it's like i don't want all these different platforms it's like let's really simplify it so until i'm really needing to expand to maybe that kajabi or whatever i'm just going to stick with my website because i know it really well and team builder because i know it really well and and kind of just combine them as simply as i can and then yeah we'll see what happens Mm. and i reckon i reckon i first came across you when um I think an ad for your stuff popped up like when, when did the the paid ads start coming into what you do so probably like a lot of people just do the done the boost the post which is almost useless i think um on the old instagram with the the very simple form but then i actually i paid an ads manager to sit down with me for like eight hours um and teach me like meta ads like facebook instagram ads so uh that was what was i doing um yeah that was probably just more like 
was at the end of last year, going into a bit more targeted stuff. So you could do like people who watch 25% of your videos, people who have been on your website in the last 365 days or this and that. And, you know, it tracks it a lot better to then, so you can refine the audience or you can refine the creative. So like what the ad actually is like as simple as changing the text and like the call to action or something. And like, you want to just change one thing at a, at a time. So you know, what's creating that result. But, um, yeah, that's something that I'm delving into and more going to, I've kind of paused it looking to go into it again more as I am looking to head overseas in the next couple of months. Mm. Nice. And, um, I'd love to come back to that in just a sec because uh, I'm doing a very similar thing. Um, um, but are you like when you were doing the ads, were you running them just into Australia or are you sending them right around the world? Nah, these ones, Australia. And then I will look to do some like punting ones um, in America. Uh, and then, yeah, almost like wanted to like just have like some sort of evergreen ad that one is not trying to sell anything. It's just like, I guess a nice video that shows people like what they get if they kind of follow me, like what, you know, who I am type of thing, like mm. obviously kicking, whatever. And then, yeah, maybe one that is a bit more like my introductory type of like offer. It could be, mm. I'm not sure, like maybe I might have a free lead magnet type thing. Um, and then definitely like for my membership, like when I kind of open up the in- next in- intake for that, like setting um, things up for that. So targeting like 20 to 30 year old male footballers. Yep. Mm. Yep. Uh, I know we're getting uh, into a lot of the brass tacks of setting up an online <laughs> business here. Um, but like for people listening who might be interested, like, you know, you're obviously a great kicking coach, but we've already covered off like a dozen different other roles that you've had to play in doing this business is like the video editing and creating your own ads. Do you do all that as well? Have you got someone helping you out? Nah, I do it all, mate. <laughs> um, I tell you what, it has been good um, kind of, I guess, contracting things out to other people. Um, one like my good mate who's become a good mate of mine, like strength expert, strength and conditioning coach, like letting him take care of a lot of that. Um, I guess kind of paying that ads manager, like I'm almost thinking about like to teach me now, I'm like, you know what, like I might just pay him to just do it. Like he does run ads. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, I've had a paid videographers. I would love to get a video editor, especially for like YouTube videos, mm. things like TikTok, Instagram. That's pretty straightforward. Just use CapCut subtitles. Like it doesn't really need an audio. Like I know, and I know what I want in those videos. Um, so yeah, there's so many things, right? <laughs> like all your marketing, like email marketing, building out your website, copywriting, um, yeah, all your financial business, like financial stuff, like, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of hats you have to wear apart from just being a good kicking coach or yeah. whatever it is that you are. Yeah. Now, I noticed some of your recent uh, Instagram posts of you, you know, with the mic actually hands-on mm. teaching people and someone's filming that and it makes like a massive difference. You can just go out and do it and someone's just handling that yeah. for you. So oh, 100%. It, um, and, and it looks it looks fantastic. So um, yeah. speaking of that one-on-one coaching who are you trying to help like who's your demographic and i guess what what are the different things that you're you're offering those people yeah i guess like my flagship offer and like ideal client um at the moment is 20 to 30 year old male footballers like local footballers so providing a comprehensive uh training coaching program so not just kicking because like i said i got the masters in high performance sport collaborated with 
you know, my mate who has a master's in strength conditioning, collaborated with Port Adelaide's nutritionist to get nutrition help from her. So um, that's like my main thing. And that's definitely where probably 90% of my income comes from at the moment. Uh, yeah, in-person stuff is ideally like it would be like similar age group as well. Um, for maybe like teenagers and up, like I'd say you have to kick a size four or a size five footy. Like if you're kicking a size three, like you just, it just like either get my guide or like your, your father, your parent, like your coach can probably help you. I feel like, you know, my knowledge may be a bit wasted on them and they don't need to spend the money on it. Um, but yeah. And then like, I can definitely like for females, like, uh, I, my mate, he does like a female football Academy. So kind of refer girls onto him, but yeah, it just like, depends on when I get the time. So like when I do master classes, like I'd love to help as many people as I can. And people always want that one-on-one, but I'm like, look, if you wanted a one-on-one, you'd be like, there's so many more people who have already reached out. So like try to do the master classes, try and hit male, female from like 18 and up. And then I've even done like free sessions for like younger kids and stuff like that. Nice. Amazing. Yeah. Um, let's dig into the kicking for a bit. So, um, for people who are trying to, you know, get an idea of, you know, what does going to a kicking coach actually involve and look like when, when someone arrives at a session with you, what, what are some of the things that you walk them through? And then when you watch them kick for the first time, what, what do you look for in their kick? Yeah. So essentially come along and we, I try and get straight into it. Like just have a little kick around. It's one warming up and getting the eye in, just having a chat. Like, what is it that you want to improve? I often ask where they rate their kicking out of 10, you know, like they might say like it's five or a six or whatever. And then like, okay, like, what do you think is holding you back from being a, a seven or an eight? And, you know, they kind of say that what they struggle with. And then it's like, you know, they might say, I want to work on, on the run kicking. I'm like, okay, cool. And then all it might be like, oh, I just want to work on a goal kicking, like set shot. So yeah, we just build into that. But yeah, so from that little warm up, getting your eye in, I then film them kicking. Because like I said, no one's really seen themselves film before, uh, seen themselves kick before, but I think it's so powerful showing them. So yeah, based on what kick they want to improve on, we, we do a few kicks, get a couple in, because sometimes people get a bit funny when the camera gets out and they don't kick how they normally do. And that's also why I don't just go straight into filming. I let them kind of get their iron and stuff. Um, yeah, film it from front and side. And then we just, yeah, have a look through it and almost ask them like, what do you see? What do you feel? This and that. And then, uh, yeah, kind of provide what I see and then, you know, get that, make sure they have that understanding. Like, yeah, like I see that too. Like, let's, let's fix that. And then we go away and from there, it's like, um, either I'm just like, let's just focus on, say if it's just having a straighter arm when they guide the ball down. Okay. Let's just think about that as we kick back and forth. And if that comes great, if it's not really happening, then with them, then just thinking about doing it, we'll do drills that really break it down to try and get that, I guess, muscle memory or whatever, like break old habits. And then, yeah, have uh, just, yeah, work on that, work drills, and then always end being a bit more dynamic where it's like maybe a bit of decision-making, a bit more contextual stuff where they're not really thinking about the technique and hopefully what they've just been working on carries over. And, yeah, and then... Um, either refilm it if there's time, but yeah, typically that's, that's about where it ends being a more dynamic and they're usually leaving with a lot more confidence 
and you know just one or two things that are like okay like one like it's they've actually made the changes or two like they know what they need to do and then i give them resources to continue on improving um and if they can come see me again then um we can book that in as well uh, ryan and i have both played park football and probably have a lot of the issues that a lot of your clients have so so for you you've seen a lot of people kick what, what are some of the most common issues that people have when they kick and then what are some of the tips that you give them to fix those common problems yeah probably so i often people often come to me to want to kick further and with more penetration and i love that like being a punter it's essentially what we're trying to do kick ball as far as possible so with that uh often it's like really in the balance and the in the plant leg so you'll see often people are really unstable through that plant leg and they often are rolling out of the kick too soon so you may have heard me talk like a fast bowler in cricket there's like an analogy i use so when a fast bowler comes in to bowl the ball they plant hard and they stop their forward momentum and then let their arms sling through well, with football, it's kind of like the same thing. If you're trying to kick the ball really far and you plant and you roll out of the kick, you're not really letting your leg whip through. So I get, I t- kind of say that analogy and then get them to plant firmly, stay really uh, flat on their heel at contact, and then you'll really feel the difference of that leg slinging through and then you roll afterwards. So it's a bit of a timing thing. And there's drills that I do, like the no-step kick to really help with that. But that's a common one that I see with people who want to get more penetration in their kicks. And um, obviously, like, the grip and the drop, like, if you don't get that that right, then it's hard to flow through and get the contact right anyway. So just simple adjustments on the grip, like going from people, maybe people being a bit more at the back of the ball to getting them over more hands over the front of the ball gives them a lot more control to bring the ball back into their body. Often a common mistake is the ball just gets let out too far away and you end up reaching for the ball and then there's no power in that position. So, yeah, definitely probably those those two areas is the most common. I remember the, the no-step kick being the greatest drill on earth in, in <laughs> AFL mm. because magically mm. you don't step and all of a sudden you can just kick perfect trot punts, <laughs> go the yeah, distance, yeah. no problem. Like... They used to yeah. amaze me, like, oh, okay, well, if I just reduce the the movement on my my left leg, I reckon that will work just fine. But um, w- one thing that's interesting about this is like, we played footy for how long? Like fifteen years. Like, oh, I, I started in uni. <laughs> yeah, well, wow, amazing. Um, and you know, you probably go through plenty of sessions when you're a youngster. You, you play all through the years where you taught how to kick, but. You never, you never really master it, and that's probably because we didn't put in the effort enough. But for someone who, who comes along to you and, and does your sessions, like how quickly do you start to see results off the back of that, given they're, you know, they're pretty committed to, to what you're saying? Yeah, well, obviously it depends on how bad they are when they yeah. come to <laughs> so, um, No, like, yeah, like often, um, yeah, I've probably always had – like I said, like someone leave with like it being quite fixed and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe like that. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Like that's done. Like sweet. <laughs> um, or it's like, okay, like I know you've now given me the confidence. Like I know what I need to do and I'll go away and work on it. Um, but yeah, I've had like sessions with like um, clubs with like their female 
girls and like just the improvement is insane and like i actually really do enjoy that like seeing that the results in just 45 minutes is crazy um and then yeah with like the more developed players like working with the snfl footballer former afl footballer um just last night and like he's been seeing me ongoing because he is at that level where it's like um you know he's quite a good kick and it's just like small percentages that compound can really get things going for him and yeah doing a bit more advanced stuff like working more on the run and bit, bit of decision making like around the body types of kicks incorporating opposite foot and that sort of stuff mm-hmm. yeah well it's, yeah, I mean, it makes sense like you know Roger Federer had a one-on-one coach for years and years and years and he's the best in the world but he still needs a coach and so for these footballers you might have a, obviously got a team coach but it's rare that you get someone working one-on-one with you so it makes sense if you want to improve that you go get a coach um, I just want to come back to that um, drill that you touched on, planting the leg. Um, if you have to put a number on, you know, what percentage does that improve the distance of your, your kick? Like have, have you seen like a regular sort of 10 to 15% increase in the distance that someone can kick when they start to incorporate that, that plant leg? Or what, what, like what's the impact of that? Yeah, it's hard to quantify, I guess. Um, I guess with like with kicking for distance, like – it's most majority is about your leg speed. So how fast your foot comes through. Then it's that final like 10% where it's the the balance and the contact, your nature of impact. Um, so yeah, if you want to kick further, you've got to increase your foot speed. And I could go on again for hours on that. I've got free stuff on my I've got blogs and videos and everything on my website if you want to look into it. But essentially like power, mobility and some sort of like improving your technique is going to help you improve your foot speed to kick further and then yeah that balanced leg stuff like that i see that just with um just people who want to kick better anyway like act mm. more accurately being more stable through your hips having mm. more control so you're not falling off balance and collapsing and stuff um is beneficial yep nice. amazing i wish i'd found this sort of stuff a long time yeah. ago when i started <laughs> playing footy <laughs> no, tell me about it. I'm, I'm the same like i'm literally just providing stuff that i wish i had because my kicking <laughs> at the giants sucks like i'll be the first to admit i had no confidence um i would just kick the ball long because i couldn't really have the accuracy and it wasn't until i was a punter and really like all i did was kick a footy um and i'm not saying my kicking's amazing it's just like i know how to like coach it i know the struggles that people go through and how to fix it so oh yeah mate like i know know, (laughs) someone told me hey if you want to kick the ball low and flat tilt it forward not backwards and Mm. maybe maybe i'd be still be fine (laughs) no well i just think it's like the i think it's great that you're just like you're helping out like the the everyday footballer because Mm. you know you know afl clubs are set up to have these amazing programs and assistant coaches but no one's really helping the, the the local guy at a you know at an affordable level as well that everyone can can get a hold of so um and i love the way you've scaled it too um on that note you you mentioned you're about to to head overseas well what what are your plans when you when you head overseas yeah so heading off on um start of june going to america with pro kick australia every year except for when covid was on we'd go and do a, a tour of the us go visit a lot of punters that we have over there in their colleges so really fun time so we're going through like texas actually going into louisiana where i used to live so that'd be really good so two weeks there and we take like um a bunch of aussies already who want to go to college like 
they come over and that's the main thing showing them what it's like and actually punting on football fields and stuff so two weeks there with them and then i'm doing two weeks in guatemala uh two weeks in colombia and then i've got like six weeks of just free freedom i I booked my flight to come back in august um yeah totally just depends on what i feel like doing i've been learning spanish (laughs) for five years so i just want to get fluent be a bit more fluent in Spanish, yeah. so just stay stay there for as long as I can. I did say that on your Instagram in the uh, was it twelve things about me that might not know. You've been teaching <laughs> yourself Spanish yeah. every day for a while. That, that was really cool. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And um, what what's gonna what are you gonna do with the business while you're overseas? Yeah, well, uh, um, well, that's like it's always been. Like, I hope that I can still run it. Uh, while I'm over there, like I can't really see why not. Like, just time zone difference is the only thing. So my my group based membership, like I might hire someone, like I've just kind of advertised to hire someone to help me out with that while I'm away. But really, like if it's a pressing issue, like there's never really been a pressing issue. Like if I've always gotten back to the guys, you know, I've, I mean it's never been more than twenty four hours, and I don't see why that would change while I'm overseas anyway. Um, and then for like, just like my social media presence, I definitely learned from last year when I went away that it is a 365 day type thing. So I've just gotten really organized. Um, I know that I'll have email campaigns like automatically scheduled, which I didn't have that version paid for last year. Um, like all that content that I got from kicking sessions and stuff, like I've got folders of that all ready to go. And then, yeah, maybe paying this marketing person to run it for me so yeah just kind of get it things a bit more automated um and then maybe like you know every weekend sit down at a cafe with good internet and smash out some stuff but yeah i I think i'm excited for it and i think it'll it'll be a good like challenge but also yeah like a good test to see see where the business at but i think i'm pretty getting pretty organized for it Mm -hmm. and has that always been the dream to be able to travel and still being able to work online yeah, hundred percent. Always like live wherever I want, work from wherever I want, and like work when when I want. You know, um, yeah, I can't remember. Like that was for before uh, while I was still in America. I remember meeting this um, this girl at the airport, and we just started chatting about that. And like I didn't know what it was I wanted to do, and either did she. But it was like yeah, like just online. And now she's living in Bali, <laughs> doing like teaching online and stuff. And it's like yeah, you can kind of you make it work if you have a if you have a goal. And you put things in place like you can really make the life that you want. Mm. Yeah. And and what's the long term vision for the kicking consultant? Where where do you want to end up? I would like to get more into the punting side of things, like working more with like pro pro punters, um, and then maybe have like I don't want to say automate the Oswald stuff, but like definitely like. Like I think I like I love the membership and helping like that side of things, but almost having like people under me. So I I coach say twenty guys. I'd like to coach the coach who coaches the twenty guys and have like three or four coaches because um, I think the membership's absolutely amazing. Like the program's amazing. What the results and the confidence and everything that these guys are getting, which they've never really had access to. So I want more people to have it, but I don't feel like I could provide the service to like a hundred people that'd be very hard for one person to do. So have other people and then I'm managing and then that's providing jobs for other people, which I think is so cool. Um, so that'd be that, that, and then maybe having in-person coaches throughout Australia that coach, you know, juniors all the way up because 
I don't know, people just love in-person coaching. Um, and obviously I can't provide it um, to everyone. So that's one why I made like scalable digital products and things like that. But yeah, for people that really want in-person, I'll have like coaches um, in their cities or states. Mm. I love it. Well, I'm, uh, I'm about to do something very similar. So uh, at the end of May, um, I'm heading off. Uh, might bump to your friend in Bali um, where I'm heading first, but then heading over to, uh, to Europe after that to drop by yeah. the Ashes and uh, the Tour de France and then make my way down through France, Spain, uh, Portugal to um, do a very similar thing to you. Um, very early on, the, the dream was always, you know, work and travel and live wherever you want, work when, when you want, do all that sort of thing. So we... Um, we're going back to a virtual pod in a, in a month and a half or so. Um, yep. So I, I love crossing paths with people who've got similar sort of ambitions and, and, and visions for themselves. No, that's so good, mate. I was thinking about going to Europe as well, uh, but I'm going to save that till next year, do that really mm. well next year. Yeah, come uh, to the Olympics. Yeah, you have a great time. Oh, where's that? Paris, Paris 24, 25th of July, oh, I believe it kicks okay. off. Or if you want to get there oh, early, wow. the, the Euros are happening in Germany. Okay, that's not a bad call. Because I was thinking, like, come back to Australia for the summer, like mid mid August, obviously mm. not summer, but then stay around, and then yeah, like February March, head back, head to Europe, and then be there till ooh, like I don't know, whatever <laughs> you can do, whatever, yeah, mate. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, and, and finally, last question: What advice would you give to yourself? at the start of your, your business journey, if you were to do it again? Um, I don't know. Like, I think what I've probably given myself already, like um, never doubt yourself is one thing, like never doubt yourself. And that's kind of crept in here and there. Like, I think just being a human. Um, ne- yeah, never doubt yourself. Uh, maybe don't stress about the time that it takes like just be a bit, bit more easy on yourself. Like I think if I look back and I'm like, oh, like I've actually done a fair bit. And but during the time, sometimes it can look like, oh, like I'm not progressing, like I'm not doing anything. But um, I'll probably probably the biggest thing for me was when I switched to more of a higher, higher service, higher pricing point. That's when I was like, okay, I can do this full time. And that was probably, yeah, Craig saying that um, fulfilled a high price point. That really is impactful on people's lives. That was probably a big thing for me. Not sure what I'd, how I'd describe that myself, but um, yeah, amongst all the gibberish I've just said, I think um, yeah, just being confident in yourself, not um, stressing too much about time, be easy on yourself, and um, provide high high service stuff. Brilliant. Well, Josh, it's been fantastic having you on the show, mate, and and just hearing about your journey from you know playing at the Giants to breaking your leg and all the way to now that that journey in between has been super insightful and honestly the the king consultant sounds like one of the things that i would have just eaten up when i was uh, a bit more into my my footy back in the day and um just hearing how you, you've built it on the back end and, and digitally and, and now the journey you're going to go on working from anywhere is, is going to be uh fantastic so thanks again for your time today and uh good luck with everything yeah no thank you ryan thanks ruben i think i uh, I remember listening to your podcast back when I was had no idea what I was doing in my life and it really, really helped me in my mental state at the time. Not that it's really, it didn't help me get a job, thankfully, and everything like that. But um, no, I really love the work you guys are doing. So thanks for having me on. Amazing. Uh, I forgot that you'd listened to it in the early days. Yeah. Uh, that was some sketchy episodes back then, but I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you got something out of them. 
I'm almost no, sorry no, that no. you got them and not, <laughs> not the new ones. Oh, mate. No, it's true. So I'm the same. Like I wrote um, pre-season programs like two years ago and I look back and I'm like, oh, I don't want anyone to have it. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, awesome. Thanks, Josh. Alrighty, guys, it's time for the People's Segment. We love it every week. It's called Ask Sports Grad, where every week we answer a question directly from our community. If you would love to ask a question, first become a Sports Grad member at our website, sportsgrad.com.au slash community. You can join there and then add your question to the channel named Ask Sports Grad in our very, very special Discord server. Now, Rubes, the question this week comes from our man, Dan, uh, and he says, I've currently got two job offers on the table. Wow, that's pretty cool. How do I know which one to take? Mm, great question and a great situation to be in. We've got, got a couple of things you can do. Um, well, if you don't have clarity about what to do, the best way to get clarity is to ask, ask yourself, what do I want? <laughs> and that is a very deep philosophical question in a lot of ways. <laughs> exactly. But in, in, in a weird way, you do have to ask yourself, what do I want in life? And then focus that in on your career. And um, so I want to give you an example of someone who's done this extremely well. Uh, I chatted with a, a member last week who said to me, uh, Ruben, my goal is to work as an event manager, specifically a venue manager at the 2032 Brisbane Olympics. And so everything I'm going to do for the next 10 years is going to be aligned to that goal of being a venue manager at the Olympics. And so he started to work backwards from this. Well, what experience do I need to get that position? And what do I want to do before that to to get that position? And what are some of the skills that I need to pick up along the way or the experiences that I need to have that will help my career get to this point in time that I really, really want? And so when you've got a goal in mind, it becomes a lot easier Mm. to know what you should be doing. Therefore, it becomes easier to make decisions. So if you are having trouble picking a career path, take a step back, ask yourself, where do I want to be in 10 years time, five years time, three years time, get really clear on that. And then it should become obvious, should you go left or should you go right? Yeah, love that. It's super hard. Like Mm. I remember a couple of times I had a couple of opportunities Mm. and if I've ever told you this, but when I was at CA, I randomly went for a job somewhere. Mm. I don't know why I did it. Where where at? I was at West Coast Eagles. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And... Uh, there was an opportunity there potentially that I could have taken and I was like, because uh, uh, I didn't really know why I did it. You know, mm. sometimes you just do that. You just put a job in. Mm. It happens to people all the time. Mm. I know I'm not alone. Uh, you're just kind of testing to see where yeah, you're at. Yeah, you're just testing just, the market. You want to know like where, where, you, where you're at. Like yeah. could I go somewhere else? And I, I didn't have any intention of leaving CA. Like mm. I loved it. It was brilliant. But I just randomly did it and I just, at the end of the day, I just thought, what are the opportunities here? What are they here? What do I have to do to go there? And you just weigh it up. And at the end of the day, like at the time, I wanted to just excel in partnerships and keep going. And this was a little bit of a change of tact. Uh, so at the end of the day, I just came back to what I wanted and made the decision for me. You know in your heart, I reckon. Mm. Yeah. That might be easy to say, but yeah. Your gut feeling usually tells you. Your gut feeling tells yeah. you. I've got another example. Um, so... I finished at Cricket Australia in uh, July 2020 and uh, after I was made redundant there, um, started on sports crowd but then also started on a, another contract working for a, um, a sports consultancy. Mm. 
And um, after five months of con- of working on a contract basis with them, they came to me and said, Ruben, um, we like that you're doing two days a week with us at the moment, but we need someone to do five days in this role. Can you do it? Mm. And at the time, like sports grad was like still very early on. This was probably Feb 2021 when I had to make this decision. Yeah. They said to me, Ruben, do you want the five-day uh, a week job or do you not want any? Because there was no more in, in between. I couldn't do two days. It was five or nothing. Yeah. And um, the five-day-a-week job was paying very handsomely, much better than compared to the very start of sports grad. Yeah. And, um, and I had to try and weigh up, do I go left or do I go right? But I knew that deep down all I wanted to do was to mm. grow sports grad and make that as good as, as it could be. So yeah. even though it was making peanuts at the time, I went back to them and said, I'm sorry, I, I can't do this. Yeah. And so I let that go. Went all in on sports grad. The first month, I think we sold one membership. <laughs> and so I was like literally shitting myself like, what, what have, have I, I done? Literally, what <laughs> have I done? Um, but that kind of helped me grind to make it work out. So uh, now in a very happy place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It, it came from knowing what I wanted most. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good... Um could ask ask sports grad segment There's mm. a lot, lot of detail on that so yeah. thank you dan for your question and um it's a super common one so mm. uh be be nice to yourself and, and you'll know in your heart and weigh it all up and you'll 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 find out what you need fantastic well if you'd like to ask a question or ask our friends in sport a question sign up and become a member today each week we jump on a q a where it's an open floor for you to ask us or industry professionals any of your questions all these sessions are recorded as well so you get access to all of our historical sessions as well it's over 50 hours of content for you so jump in and join today find us on linkedin and give us some love with a rating if you enjoy the show subscribe on apple or follow on spotify thanks for listening we'll see you next time hey guys one last thing before you go If you'd enjoy a quick email from us each Friday on all the latest job openings, networking events, Q&As with industry professionals and latest podcast episodes, then subscribe to the SportsGrad newsletter. Head to our website, www.sportsgrad.com.au forward slash newsletter to subscribe. There's also a link in our show notes to join.